0: Comedy Pods proudly presents Garrett Teitelbaum. It's nice to see he's working. Back on mics one and three, just like we used to be here at the unplanned comedy
1: Comedy. warehouse.
0: (laughs) It's episode 170. (laughs) Kevin O'Brien back on the podcast as if he never left. It is the 30th of July, 2019, and my former co-host, sound engineer, best friend, adorable <sighs> human being, Kevin O'Brien, is here on the podcast with me today for our first one-on-one interview, first time one-on-one on-mic conversation since the first week we Ooh. met way back in 20. 20- 14, the fall yeah. of 2014. Mm-hmm. Back when we met at the Steel City Improv Theater on my original podcast from the height of your intelligence. Kevin right. Bryan, welcome to the show.
1: Wow, what an intro! Holy smokes, boy does Garrett A know how to butter a boy's bread uh, in just such a way to make him feel like a a total delight what a giant anime smile i had on my face that whole time it's
0: nice to have you back and
1: a thorough recap i think probably one of the other times i've been on your podcast we've definitely also rehashed that original from the height of your intelligence podcast and we'll do it again today (laughs) we'll cover the whole thing
0: we'll talk about it (laughs) you most recently on the show for episode 100 Mm -hmm. when we joined the century club and now 70 Mm -hmm. weeks later here you are again
1: that's right baby I, it's, I do it on a very certain reverse Fibonacci sequence order. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had a lot up top uh, and then about a 70 episode gap, and then like a 71 episode gap. and uh,
0: So we'll get you back in a year and a half.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It slowly, slightly extends exponentially from there.
0: Now we did throw in the, uh, the Wonder Years episode that you, Michelle, and That's I right. recorded in between the two.
1: I assume one of the best... Most well received episodes, launched a lot of binge watchings.
0: Uh, The award winning podcast pilot episode was definitely well received. Mm -hmm. People were like, wow, this is so different than what you've been doing. (laughs) We
1: really wish you would change it up. I really hope you released the episode where my brother came on and refused to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of fun.
0: No, we did try to tape a second one with Michelle's uh, uncle and a third one. He was very nice
1: about it. My brother was not.
0: (laughs) I have not served the archives for those. I might be able to ask Woody Drennan if those do exist.
1: I'd be fine if they didn't. <laughs> if they if they don't ever make it to the yeah. air. Not the worst thing that's ever not the happened. worst. Audience you can fill it in. Uh, you know what it's like to have a completely non responsive talk show guest. It sounds a little bit like this.
0: So Kev, you want to tell me about your summer vacation? No. Did you go anywhere?
1: Yeah, I did, but. Anywhere fun? No. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, That's so. A lot, what
0: it, a lot of what it was like. <laughs> that
1: was, yeah, that was a great, uh, great recap. <sighs> One, yeah, but the, that interview and that week when we first met Garrett, boy. Was I in love with you? Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we had taken one class together.
1: Yeah, and it was fun. A level
0: two class, and we did. We got along very well. Mm-hmm. And Justin Zell said, You two should be friends. You should do Garrett's podcast, Kevin.
1: He I, he matchmakered us. He did. He's, a, he's
0: a Yenta, that man.
1: <laughs> he is. He opt- Trained in the old ways.
0: Well, I will find out if that's an accurate statement because (laughs) I, after going on the birthright trip this past Mm -hmm. uh, month to Israel, was given an email. I've been added to like, they're like, hey, do you want to come Mm -hmm. back to Israel? Hey, do you want to join this book publishing company? We'll give you a free book. They said, you can have a book on one of these three famous Jews. Uh, One, I don't remember. The other one was Gold in My Ear. And the third one, Babs. Uh, So I ordered a book on Barbara Streisand. So I will find out how similar Justin Zell is. And, and yenta so are ultimately <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll report back when Please, you come back. Please, this is in our own
1: special weeks. book club.
0: <laughs> well, if you remember, uh, back in episode 8 with Sara Mio, our That's friends true. Nick and Erica, I That's declared that I had always wanted to be in a book club. Yeah. It was one one thing that had always evaded me mm-hmm. that only women were allowed to be in book clubs, but I will have you know since May of 2018, I've been a member of a men's book club. Now we would be open to having women join it. i not, not to to say work I hope one day go society
1: <laughs> can achieve a co-ed book club. I, would I like know to. I don't know if we're ready yet, but my hope is one day we can tear down those walls.
0: Do you think that women and men read books differently?
1: It's just biologically, yeah. <laughs> it's just women's eyeballs and men's eyeballs uh, wildly different.
0: Sure. Now I take my glasses off when I read.
1: Mhm. But Me- not
0: for science.
1: No, you've got, yeah, you've got sign vision. No, you've got no sign vision.
0: I don't know how to sign, and I got no vision.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, I brought my drummer here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope that's okay. I figured we should spice it up for episode 170-whatever. 170, 170 on the nose. Oh, 170 on the nose. Uh, yeah, so I brought a professional drummer here. He's going to hit from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ace, <laughs> Ace I, I, that's his name. Ace,
0: yeah. Yeah, Ace, our drummer, mm-hmm. who Kevin brought special for episode one seventy.
1: Yeah, I knew this was a big deal.
0: Thank you. Well, seventy was my number in football in high school.
1: That's you went you went. So I high. said,
0: "Who's the most like me in high school?" Kevin O'Brien.
1: <laughs> I was already a known known entity.
0: You would you would have got along well at our lunch table.
1: Yeah. I I think I can do a pretty good high school shtick, or I could back then. I could do all the imitations of all your favorite TV characters, and that's what was important in high school.
0: Yeah, that's what mattered the most. Do you break that out when you're in an academic setting or when you're coaching?
1: <gasps> yeah, I'm like, hey, everybody. Uh, you know what's really cool to do on stage? Voices from family guy. <laughs>
0: now, if you were going to do a walk-on, which one of the Happy Days gang could you have been?
1: Oh, well... Fonzie always does a big entrance. You know, he's the kick down the door, enter an A hey, kind of guy. So if you want to immediately steamroll the scene and take it over, that's the energy you want to come in with. Sure. You know, go uh, big. Yeah. I uh, I could come in as a Chachi, but that's kind of a you know kind of ease my way into the scene.
0: And uh, if there's no Fonzie there, who's gonna know?
1: It's a happy day. happy days. Yeah. Exactly. I could I could have been the older brother. I could have been the dad. It wouldn't
0: Richie's brother who went up the stairs and never came back. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. These just wouldn't read. No, so it's you...
0: tougher to, to. Fonzie has a known mm-hmm. personality.
1: Sometimes I'll go extended universe and mork into a scene. Of course. Yeah, I work. Yes, <laughs> I've seen paint the egg coming in from the sky. Nano, nano. Yes, I do. The catchphrases, catchphrases help. I'll frequently do just an Urkel entrance.
0: Well, sure. If you're going to look for a crossover opportunity, I think Steve Urkel always a good choice.
1: Yeah, and I think any grounded scene about a family, you know, finding their way, how to love each other, and succeed in Chicago in the '90s can always deal with just an absolutely insane walk-on that just deflates that and instead steers the scene towards talk of cheese and misunderstandings of sexual innuendo and crazy inventions.
0: Now, in comedy, would you like to do stuff that's filmed or, like, written by other people, or do you enjoy kind of the aspects of improv and you getting to be the creator on the spot?
1: Uh, Okay, we'll switch to serious answers now. (laughs) Hey, folks. (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. Um, I think I would like to do more stuff uh, that is written. Uh, Certainly, I think for a long time, I liked the control of what I was saying. Uh, But now I think I'm smart enough that I wouldn't choose any projects where I wouldn't want to say what I would want to say anyways. Sure. Um, But I think I like um, bringing other characters to life more than having to be 100% responsible for them, especially like playing the, the straight man in a scene or something, which I, I feel like I often go for that, the kind of neutral inbound pass. Um, but if you're given a script, you're like also given license to go for a big character, because uh, you know you have the like words to fall back on the ground you, versus like having to rely on your own base reality. This is a lot of improv jargon speak.
0: That's okay. <laughs> it's nice to see he's working, has uh, been versed in the improv modalities i think maybe not mm-hmm. at an expert level because i uh, interview probably predominantly stand-ups
1: yeah so they, yeah um, he said I, I, I you, in his no heart. i'm just saying it's a very <laughs> related but different skills of like yes. i the way that i'm going to talk about like the cognitive switch from the actor to performer to character uh and like creating a reality within that it's like probably not the way that stand-ups think about their stage personas but i
0: I mean, really, people would refer to it as their voice. That's right. what stand-ups, it kind of is an all-encompassing kind of a term, is finding your voice on stage. Then. Yeah,
1: which I think is a character, and it's often yeah. based on yourself. But like that, I have a different set of language for talking about the way I slip into character, probably.
0: Sure. Well, your character obviously has to be a little bit more three-dimensional, has to have a backstory that you know that maybe you're not expressing to the audience. Yeah. And, and it- in stand-up, it's me telling you these are my opinions yeah. ultimately the voice dictates kind of who the character is exactly
1: versus like yeah my character just needs to be guided by a set of logic that i know that may not be totally explicated especially by words because hopefully ideally i'm like showing you some element of my personality in a scenario rather than telling you about an element of my personality in a scenario
0: and you obviously maybe by a construct of improv but also just as a piece of your personality have a lot of physicality to what you're doing up there and i don't think the average stand up is necessarily pushing that yeah. piece of there
1: uh, yeah that's really toolbox. benefited me a lot of like just being a wacky weirdo with my arms and stuff <laughs> i think it's very captivating uh, which has helped me in all my professional endeavors but like when people do impressions of me it often starts with the arms like that's they before they have a voice people are just waving their arms in the air wildly and i'm like hey, yeah <laughs> okay I yeah. guess that's true. And then they do the laugh. <laughs> uh, it's good uh,
0: to have a known laugh, isn't it? Or is it more irritating to you that people know what you think of their comedy pretty quickly?
1: Oh, uh, no, I, I delight in people knowing or not knowing. Because <laughs> then when, they, when I don't laugh, ha, 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 ha. No. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. Uh, no, that's a very specially reserved. I feel like I'm a pretty supportive laugher. I, I probably laugh less when I'm like, in the tech booth. I'm like focused on what I'm doing. Sure. And it's rare that I really get to go to a show to totally be an audience member. You're probably and, either coaching like, or on a team. Yeah, or there's or like working. some element that I need to be concentrating on. It's a rare treat to like be fully just like, oh my God, I can just lose my mind in this show. And like cry laugh or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, usually I need to be noting something. Or
0: What was the last thing that brought you to a cry laugh? Is there something that... Is do you remember something from this year so far? We're about halfway through the year when we were
1: from twenty nineteen from yeah. like live theater.
0: Yeah, is there anything that uh, there have was... you had that show opportunity? Or are you working all the time?
1: Oh, working a lot. I think the the Sketchville had a lot of really great stuff. The set with the sets with the Oneters and JFLE had a lot of like really intensely delightful stuff, and that was like a great atmosphere where I was like huddled up on the floor in like a standing room only show. Nice. Um, Like, yeah, on a lot of adrenaline. Um,
0: What's it like getting to write and collaborate sketches with the team that you've been working with and kind of get to put together a a different world
1: each show that you do? Well, yeah. So you're talking about Cousins was my Sketchville team. Yeah. We have only had the one show so far, but we've got another one coming up in the fall. I've done several different shows with Cat Pen Pals. Uh, That's the other thing I like write on. Um, and that's like Ian and Courtney and uh like Julia and Chris and various like uh people from Courtney's visual art world. Okay. Like Adam and uh Dana and yeah. Uh so that we've done several different shows, but the cousins we just got to do the one so far and we'll be we'll be back. So do you want me to talk about the cousins one or the
0: Talk about what do you want to talk about? I, oh, man.
1: Well, so manatees are in danger, folks.
0: I've always liked the sea cow. I think it's underrated.
1: Yeah. It serves a crucial purpose of keeping our near gulf regions at a relative uh, rate of algae growth.
0: How many gulfs do we have?
1: Well, we've got... Count them down. Mexican. One. Ace is great. I'm so glad we brought him in this week. <laughs> I thought it was a killer role, baby. Ace. You aced it. You nailed
0: it, my friend.
1: Uh, no, Cousins was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a, that was a great writer's room. Uh, we had the great uh, sketch teacher, Mindy Cooper, oh, on that team, uh, as well as Frank McDade, uh, who's, had, who's done a million different writing programs. Both
0: guests on the pilot episode of this very what? podcast
1: well, they're still working of which you were
0: also working a part of yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then I stopped working then I'm working again yeah, you I work you work I work, I work. Uh, but they had a lot of yeah writing exercises uh, that they both brought in uh, which was great it really made it a like from the very ground up entirely collaborative of like it would be like impossible to say like this idea explicitly came from this person like at various phases of the drafting it like became more someone's project but like
0: In your your sketch experience, I don't know if I've gotten to see you do anything film-wise. Have you done almost 100% stage? It's been
1: a long time. More when I was doing stuff at Unplanned would I be in film stuff. People would throw me into various things. I don't think none of the sketches I've written have been filmed.
0: Oh, we did get to do some acting together in Mm -hmm.
1: an airplane airplane sketch. That's right. Yeah, so I've been in like a couple different Woody Drennan That was Derek from Yes, uh, Derek Wright from Ted City Wonderful Mm -hmm. gentleman right there Hell yeah, he loves to write too He's he's got a bunch of scripts in his back pocket Very nice Now you've
0: been on that team three plus years? Yes, at
1: least And then I think almost four I think you were on that
0: team before this podcast Yeah, I
1: think four years And it's like coming up on the This is like the fifth year of Ted City So I only missed out on like Mm -hmm. a year
0: Back when they were a house team. Yeah. Yeah, you're the independent player.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what we mm-hmm. all call you. Yeah, to this day. <laughs> to the people, independent player. I walk down the street and Cheers. Oh, there There's goes no the independent. The trumpets yeah. go off. Uh-huh. They raise their beers in the air. You miss playing horn? Oh, all the time, yeah.
0: Of all the instruments that you can play, is that the one that you enjoy the most?
1: <sighs> I really like playing the bass a lot, too. Okay. But, yeah, I do love... Uh, just exactly how much like mental and physical energy playing a wind instrument does like it's so all consuming that like you'll be playing it for like an hour and like time will have just like sped up insanely like because just like the way you're using oxygen it's like this intense meditative state if you're like really really into it and kind of know what you're doing like if you're not stressing about reading the music but you're just like playing the music you can like get really really into it Um, Yeah. So I do miss that a lot, but it is so loud. Sure, I don't get to play it in my apartment Um, and just, yeah, not too many opportunities for me in this city in the like music scenes that I've floated into are not frequently asking me to bust out (laughs) this loud ass trombone. I guess you could walk around
0: with it more often. Yeah. Maybe enough people don't know that you play. I mean, they see you with the guitar, they see you do miniature table.
1: I did get a gig like that one time. I was walking around with my trombone, and like a guy jumped off of a ladder at a construction site to be like, hey, man, do you play horn? And I was like, yeah. It's like, I got this band. It's like, okay. But he had to like quickly explain the whole deal to me and then run back up the ladder, and not get fired from his construction job.
0: <laughs> I do, the more and more I listen to like good music from the like 70s and 80s the more and more i wish i listened to good music in the one year that i was playing the saxophone Uh. and and like actually was like oh you can hear the saxophone in tons of like
1: great rock songs you have to have examples in like any art form to like motivate you and there's also like a trick to the deeper you get into like practicing your particular art the more you appreciate like other artists and stuff so like uh, it's like a mirror neuron response, especially for, like, something physical, like a sport or playing an instrument. Sure. Is, like, if you've played soccer, you're really going to appreciate, like, a good soccer player. If you've played trumpet and, like, know how hard it is, you're really going to appreciate a good trumpet player that, like, to other people, like, I don't know, it's just a bunch of weird noises. Right. Like, you need some conception of the physical process to, like, really like that. and but And vice versa, like, you also, like, as you're learning, need to be looking at... Other people, you need to be looking at good soccer players and good trumpet players.
0: Are there popular bands that have particularly good horn players that you like know of or that you acknowledge?
1: Oh, man. Uh, popular there, bands?
0: <laughs> yeah. Are there bands? I mean, there's not a ton that use horns now, I
1: guess. I wouldn't say like any popular band. Things that are actually on the Billboard 100 are just using like LA Studio musicians. Um, you I mean, know. the
0: Dave Matthews band has a horn section, but yeah. really other than that... I don't know if there's anyone touring actively. Maybe some ska groups that I'm yeah, not thinking Yeah, certainly of. ska
1: groups. Various like indie bands. A lot of indie bands have like full horn sections, but I wouldn't say anyone like popular has a regular band member <laughs> that <laughs> a is a horn player. Well,
0: the Bruce Springsteen, although he just put out a solo record. He's yeah. got Jake Clemens, Clarence's nephew, who plays with them now. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm thinking. If I had listened to Springsteen, if I had listened to Billy Joel, if I had listened to music with great saxophone solos yeah. I think I would have been harder pressed to keep practicing and not keep I'm going to be the wrestling. next
1: Grover Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to have that. And that's like, I think I was lucky enough to like, when I lived in D.C., there's a big enough arts culture in D.C. that like a lot of our field trips were to like the Kennedy Center or something like that. Sure. And so there was like, oh, okay, there are like orchestras and things in the world. And like, that's a regular-ish enough part of my life.
0: Yeah, it's got to be nice to have access to the amount of culture that like a major city has at a young age, Cause especially yeah. with D.C. where all the museums are free.
1: Yes, exactly. I get so spoiled by that. Every city I go to, I'm like, what? That costs what to look at art? Held $30? <laughs> it's like, this is outrageous. Like,
0: Say what you will about our capital and the swamp that is there. But, but my goodness, free museums.
1: Yeah, and all of them. So like, you go to the mall, and you can like in one day hit up a- Three art museums, natural history museum, like American history museum, Sp- air and space museum, like Portugal African-American right? history, Native American history, uh, the botanical gardens, everything except for the uh, Holocaust museum and the news EM are free. Yeah. Because those are privately owned. But and you can do it all Misele in one and day group, yeah. and all for free versus like if you tried to do multiple museums in another city, you're talking about like $120, $150. You,
0: you got to be a millionaire. Yeah. And imagine if you had a family.
1: Yeah. Ugh. So the arts are restrictive to rich people. Yeah,
0: it's true. What can we do to make that better? How can we make art more accessible to people? Like my high school, you mentioned like having access. We had Muse Mm -hmm. Machine, which I don't know if it's a national group, but at least in Ohio got you, I think, once a month or once every other month to go see a Broadway show or a play that was touring through Ohio. That sort of stuff. Or like the symphony or a three-piece group or something.
1: You got to do that. You got to get, yeah, bus in school children because like if you don't engage them at a certain age, they're never going to go back, especially with the cultural connotations of like, quote unquote high art or whatever but like museum culture and like symphony culture there's because there is this long history of like economic restrictions there's also like this cultural idea that one's of like well that's not for me that's I'm not symphony class or whatever I'm yeah. so like if you hit a certain age you're never going to go back you're like oh well, I ain't going to put on no coat and tails and go down here uh, yeah. like uh, you'll put that restriction on yourself because you've, it's been reinforced by these ideas of class so you got to break that early Uh, Just, like, get kids there so they have, like, an idea of what that experience is. Like, so it's not something, like, brand new that they're afraid to crack off later in life. Um, And then, yeah, finding that balance of, like, low ticket prices and still being able to pay your artists, (laughs) which I think every artistic institution suffers with.
0: Yeah. Well, and not even just the arts, but you look at, we were talking about baseball earlier on the way over here. Like, to be able to take yourself... Is one thing, but once mm-hmm. you start needing to take other people, like a, a spouse or children or mm-hmm. a group of friends, to yeah. any event, it becomes so astronomical. We are pricing people out from oh, yeah. being able to like enjoy a game at the ball, ballpark. And really, baseball is the only one that I think a family of four can realistically afford. At this oh point. yeah, they're because not going to basketball, get NFL tickets. Are out? Mm-hmm. I mean, out of out of your mind to afford those prices if you're taking yeah. friends with you, if you're going with a family.
1: Yeah. One other thing that I think would solve this and is, a, like, a dream wish of mine is that, like, people would be into more just, like, local minor league stuff of, yeah. like, don't... I It's NFL or nothing. Like, no, go check out the, like, AAA team or, like, go check out the, like, minor league soccer team or something or even just go watch a local club game and just enjoy the act of watching the game whether sure. or not it is, like, these famous athletes or right. something. Just, like, be into the act of it itself. And if but, we open that up to, like, okay, now... I don't have to see just the top orchestra. I can go see any orchestra, and that's an enjoyable experience. Of like And I think
0: people look at it as such a, like, we have access to the best of the best. We can see anything from anywhere in the universe. Why wouldn't we watch yeah. that? But you do. You kind of lose touch with the existence around you and that there's stuff happening that you can yeah. see it with your own two you, eyes. Yeah,
1: you create a hierarchy, and then it becomes a, like black and white situation if it's it's the best or nothing i I have a class that i teach and a lot of the times one of the first questions i'll ask like very first day is like okay what's the last live music event you went to and you know various students will say some of them go to the symphony very few of those a lot of them will say like some big festival thing i went to go see brian adams or whatever
0: (laughs) that was the first artist you thought of
1: that's a lot of the kids like brian adams what yeah a uh,
0: lot of the kids like Brian. Adam. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've gotten that answer multiple times. Wow. Or like some. Somebody... I like
0: cuts like a knife a lot. Yeah. I had a phase in college where that was a song on repeat.
1: So yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's popular. I don't know. Summer of '69. Yeah, but uh, yes, <laughs> kids really relate to that these days. Um. <laughs> But they'll say like some big festival performance like that and then a lot of the times like some of them will be like, I guess I've never been to one and I'll be like, That's bullshit like and I press further and like, Well, I went to see my like brother's high school band or like well, I saw this like saxophone is busking or something. I'll I'll keep digging yeah. at them until I pull that out and I'll be like, Yeah, that that's a live music event. My cousin
0: plays French Horn. At yeah, church. I was like,
1: Yeah, he's playing music. You saw music being performed live. Okay, right. it was your cousin at church instead of uh, Luke Simmons. Perry, no, no, Luke Perry, Luke Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Perry, Luke Perry got a band after. <laughs> that would be great. Would be What's great. Luke Perry doing? Kiefer Sutherland He's was dead, just right? coming
0: through town. Luke Perry did pass
1: away. Sorry, R.I.P. Luke. Um, I miss you, come back. But they, they have this hierarchy of like it's all or nothing. I either I didn't go to a giant festival right. house with some famous person. I just saw like a free jazz band on the street. And I was like, no, those are still musicians yeah, if train. you really
0: push people to busking, I guess at some point you're like, yeah, I've been in a subway before. Yeah,
1: and I was like, okay, great. That person yeah. is ma- is trying to make a living off being a musician. Yeah. So you were in the presence of a live musician and like it's being okay with that as like an as accepting that as a cultural object valid Everything and is worthy music. of your time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's
0: just noises.
1: It is. It's just wiggly air. It's
0: just wiggly air. And then yeah. And that's how many tens of thousands of dollars of education <laughs> Shut up It's just,
1: it's air, just wiggly that's, wiggly. Well, that's why that education was not worth it If I was of the like, more strict conservative opinion uh, I'd probably have more lucrative jobs But I'm in the like crazy hippie communist camp Where I'm like, no man, everything's greedy bro And they're like, okay, well then we don't have to pay you <laughs> Damn it, you got me Oh yeah, alright
0: <laughs> I mean, what would you like to be doing? What do you kind of see as the career trajectory That you'd like to be on in the next few years?
1: I really prefer teaching to any of the research aspects I've been trained in. It's not my bag. Uh, It's a very competitive, closed field uh, that's very hard to break into. And it's not rewarding for me as much as like live, in person, one on one experiences. Getting in front of human beings. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be in front of human beings. I'm a performer. Yeah. Um, In a way that, yeah, writing books doesn't feel like that. It is a type of performance, but it doesn't give me what I want. So ideally, yeah, classroom teaching. Like I like ensembles in the rare instance. I get to direct them. Sure. Um, I would love to yeah, direct some like type of weird niche ensemble, which I've gotten to do a little <laughs> bit in the past couple of years.
0: What's the most um, unique instrument that you've gotten the chance to play while working through uh, your degrees?
1: Um, I've done a lot of stuff. I got pretty good at Suling, the Indonesian bam- bamboo flute. Um, uh,
0: I haven't seen it before
1: yeah it's bamboo (laughs) looks like a piece of bamboo yeah okay uh but i got to do like lessons with like people from indonesia and do a lot of like flute solos um i have i have a kalimba that i pick up from time to time it's like a west african instrument it's like a hollow gourd shape uh with metal bars on top of it sure to various uh, pitches that you like flick the metal bars and they resonate um, I like that a lot I spent a lot of time Doing bluegrass music Very cool uh, Taking mandolin lessons and Let's see What's the like Various very, A lot of different Percussion stuff that's, that's like where you'll get The more Probably unrecognizable Instruments Various things I've hit with sticks Steel drums I did a little bit of that um, I did a
0: stand up show Earlier this summer Where uh, there was A steel drum band Right before I went on
1: Yeah Yeah now, now, Garrett, This is, I don't know if I should ask this question on the podcast, but compare two times when you've heard a harmonica player, uh, <laughs> how excited were you
0: on a scale of, of
1: one to drenched? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: when I came out to the steel drums, I was pretty, pretty wet pretty drenched yeah, sweaty pretty dredged, like i am up sweaty. here in this very yeah, it's hot that hot, hot, studio. hot
1: island beat that'll yeah. get you drenched
0: i do like a steel drum you know any sort of a reggae fun feel good Hell yeah. it makes me feel like it's not so hot out you know
1: oh baby three little birds <laughs> three blind mice yes all <laughs> the 3 numbered reggae songs it's a magic number yeah yeah it is yeah it is there was a while where I thought I was going to be a Jamaican music expert.
0: That's a good thing to get into, right? That yeah. seemed to continue to have a, a real, like, exponential growth after Bob Marley passed, right? That yeah. continued to do oh, well. Oh, my God, yep. yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. A tons, tons of, uh, like, uh, diasporic motion. All the, like, uh, immigrants leaving Jamaica for, like, New York. Um, and, like, have kept, like, that scene incredibly active. Yeah. Like, Jimmy
0: Cliff, another member of the Rock and Roll Hall of
1: Fame. Not everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. we getting into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame We can talk
0: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame whenever we want, man. For those who listen to the podcast regularly, you know that when I turned 30 years old, I decided to set myself the astronomical goal of listening to every album by every member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I gave myself 10 years to do it. I think it might take longer. I'm mm-hmm. not 100 percent sure, but I have been slowly working my way through. And Kevin is a pretty knowledgeable music guy. Uh, so yeah. how I picked the first year uh, when I got to episode 86, I had the mm-hmm. I read off who was inducted that year, and the guest picked a person for me. Got it. So back uh, when you were on the podcast for episode. 100 Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I've listened to a handful of
1: their records over the years. I was jamming to them yesterday. They're a great band.
0: A lot of fun stuff. They had a Christmas album. uh, And they did a, I shit you not, a version of September, but instead. (laughs) December? December. That is uh, about Christmas. So you're welcome. You
1: remember
0: the 25th of December. December. Yeah, it's perfect.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah.
0: So. Ho, 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 ho. I'm now, now that I'm in like the 160s and now episode 170 Mm -hmm. today, I'm taking a look at who was at the top of the charts that year or who had the highest charting hit of a person in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that I hadn't done yet. So for 1961, I had Roy Orbison, then Ray Charles the following year, the Beach Boys, 1963. Mm -hmm. So I've been adding each week and getting those albums into my rotation, trying to get a few more albums by these bands. And I think what I was most surprised by was some of the people like Louis Armstrong had hits in the 60s. And I always mm-hmm. I guess in my head would have put him earlier. 1964 Louis Armstrong was a high. had like hit.
1: 30 years of hits, maybe. Yeah.
0: The Four Tops in 1965, The Righteous Brothers 66, mm-hmm. The Rascals, The Young Rascals, then Otis Redding 68. Otis Redding the One fun fact I know is that the whistle verse on Sitting on the Dock of the Bay was supposed to be lyrics, and he didn't end up recording them in the session he did, and he passed away in a plane accident, and then that track was released, the whistling was just a filler until he was able to come back and figure out how he wanted to wrap up the final verse of the song, and then
1: unfortunately passed away. So. Fun fact. I
0: don't know about fun. (laughs) Fun
1: That's how you announce it. Fun fact Uh, by Otis Redding.
0: uh, Well, it's a a unique fact. As a trivia host, I don't know how to word that as a trivia question. But
1: (laughs) what horrific way to die caused Otis Redding to leave a whistle verse. (laughs) It's sitting on the dock of the bay. I can't whistle. That's probably not too Thanks, Ace. To the microphone. Oh. Yeah, Ace is multi-talented. <laughs> Ace can whistle. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> uh, the Temptations, 1969, and then this week, 1970, Simon and
1: Garfunkel. Ooh.
0: I am one of those artists when I saw Paul Simon was on his final tour this past year, and he was in Pittsburgh maybe a week before his final show, and I didn't go. It's One of the things I've kicked myself about a lot. Is there anybody at the top of your bucket list that you haven't gotten to see yet that is either actively performing or at least still alive that you desperately want to get to as a music fan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to run through it. Because I also have a thing, too, where like a lot of the people I know are of a certain age that I'm like, it's probably better for me to not see them and sure. just like leave the mystique.
0: Like I was disappointed with Dylan. I was... A little let down by Van Morrison, yeah. But I, am still glad I saw Van, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm glad I saw Dylan. I was just let down because I was expecting some
1: personality. Yeah, no. It's like, yeah, right. I, I wouldn't. And so I'm also like, well, I'm not gonna.
0: But to- I was very impressed with Billy Joel, Elton John, Garth Brooks, mm. Bruce Springsteen. There are a handful of like people that are obviously done making major hits. That I was very impressed to get to see. And I thought, like, Springsteen put on an incredible show. Both times I've seen him.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I thought of a weird one, which, a weird regret. is like, I'll never get to see another, like, full band Bare Naked Ladies set. Sure. Like, there was such a rupture in those two lead singers. I'm going to
0: get to see them in their current form the yeah, week before this episode comes out
1: with just Ed. Yeah. But there was like there was a thing a, a year or two ago where they got inducted into the Canadian Music Hall oh, of nice. Fame Very and they cool. were going to reunite just for that set and I was like it's like shit do I justify going to Canada <laughs> for like possibly the only chance to see
0: international travel to get to, to that one for show for a bare naked ladies for maybe four sh- songs for maybe four songs maybe
1: yeah I did not, but I was, like, really kicking myself for a long time. I was like, ah, this I don't know. This could be a great experience, but no. <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, you can still see Paul McCartney from time to time.
0: I would like to. I, uh, I was able this year to go see his childhood home and see the church yeah. where he and John Lennon met, which was pretty cool. Go to Abbey Road.
1: I think it would be cool to see, like, in their heyday, like, a Kiss show when they're like, Full stage routine and pyrotechnics. Yeah, they're doing a farewell tour like, this year. Yeah, but I, I want them at their like wild, like yeah. youth, like antics when they were. Yeah, when it was like more of an extreme kind of alt stage show to have all that stuff.
0: Now Kiss is one that I've been doing in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were picked when they came up. Yeah, through the order.
1: I had a, I had a big Kiss phase in high school. I don't know. I don't know if that holds up. <laughs>
0: I like a lot of the stuff yeah. that I've heard. You know, I'm probably 10, 15 albums into their. Discography—they've got that's deep, baby. Yeah, that's plenty. You've gone
1: through some roster changes by that point.
0: I um, the most I've been able to do at any—I've done fifty plus Elvis records. Wow. I've done thirty-three Aretha Franklin's and like thirty odd Stevie Wonders. Those are the three good voices. Yeah, I mean they're. I I was able to when I was back home. Uh, for my sister's graduation earlier this spring, Mm -hmm. uh, the theater, my brother used to work at the neon in the Oregon district in Dayton was showing amazing grace, which is an Aretha Franklin documentary of her gospel show, uh, that her father helped put together as like a fundraiser. Um, Mm -hmm. and she hadn't done a gospel record since she had made it big. Um, it was incredible. Just like concert footage from inside the church from two nights. Um, very cool to get to see. And she's just got such a great voice. Andrea Weatherald actually picked her for me. Uh, so I've been nice. listening to Aretha, She chose you a good Christian woman. She did. She's a good uh, Mennonite woman, and she picked a good Christian mm-hmm. woman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for picking up the particular sect of Christianity that Andrea fits That's into. That's
0: fair. I didn't know if um, what falls under what, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Like all rodents are... No, not all mice are rodents, but not all rodents are mice. All Mennonites are Christian, but not all Christians are Mennonites.
0: Understood. Okay. (laughs) Um, How much of a music degree, music-focused education is religion-based and church-based?
1: Oh, especially the kind of classical, very Eurocentric, like Western music history. Um, Almost all of it, because it's the history of church music pretty much up until the 19th century. Like that's still like the dominant force for, you know, almost 2000 years of like that's where the expensive art music was happening. Those were the massive centers of population and performance and where all the wealth was flowing into.
0: Does spending that much time with religious texts uh, outside of a religious context push you one way or the other? Uh, or at least expose you in a different way to uh, religion?
1: Definitely expose me in a different way. I don't think it's pushed me to, like, convert to medieval Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it still yeah. kind of feels like a foreign religion when you get into, like, the Catholic Church that far back um, and you're like, no, every certain service is truly in Latin and there's five services a day. and um, Yeah. Uh, it's a very it's almost alien, even though it is one continuous tradition sure, um, and you can kind of just get into the abstract beauty appreciation of it um but then like the other, yeah, when you broaden it out from just that like unfortunately eurocentric core curriculum, you get into like religions of other cultures and their music, then it adds like a nice perspective to it, like the like we have achieved a point in Western music where we can listen to like Catholic music as just like abstractly musical and beautiful and separate from the kind of church service we've taken stuff that was originally for explicitly like religious functions and just put it in concert halls whereas like that doesn't happen in the arabic world like there's things that to our western ears sound like music that are an important part of like a you know a call to prayer at a mosque that absolutely would not be put into another context or like just listen to recreationally. Sure, there like, would never be. An yeah, it's like so. Different it. religions have very different opinions about the use of music in like the rest of society in the world. Uh, like certain, like different conceptions too of like uh, the Kalali Island people thinking about like bird sounds as music because they are like the spirits of the dead are the ones that are singing through birds and like so. There's like a It's a very different conception of that wiggly air as something like sacred and important.
0: That's interesting. I've only recently learned about like birds being tied to like the dead where like a cardinal Mm -hmm. or maybe a robin, but it's a red bird. If you see it after a friend passes away, it's like there to comfort you. So if like you truly
1: believe in that stuff and like that's a part of your religion, then like that bird song. Becomes a very important type of song. Yeah, certainly. Versus an annoying thing that wakes you up at 5 a.m. <laughs>
0: Just let me sleep, God friend. God damn it,
1: bird. <laughs> God damn it, grandma. I know you loved me. Shut the fuck up. I don't care anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut your bird mouth, <laughs> granny. Uh, I don't know. What happens when we die? <laughs> Maybe we
1: become birds. That would that'd be fine.
0: If you got to, you'd still get to do music, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You'd get to fly, which is what's all human beings ultimately want to do, mm-hmm. either to be angels or airplanes. Yep. <laughs> That's what we've all been wanting, one or the other. Please. Yep. And so I it's think- all
1: hang gliders are. is like an attempt to be both at the my, same time.
0: In two weeks, I'm about to go for my father's 60th birthday, like- Whitewater rafting. We're getting a cabin in West Virginia, and we're gonna like hang out as a family, the five mm-hmm. of us or six of us, and that's great. And <laughs> but he, I'm excited for that. I don't understand. He was like, "Oh, we'll go zip lining." I was like, "Why? Oh. And what? What? I don't want to." do. So luckily. Mm-mm. They won't insure you if you weigh more than 250 pounds. So, because I am not <laughs> under 250
1: pounds. Uh it comes in handy.
0: <laughs> we ain't ziplining. And I said, by all means, you go zipline. Yeah. You do whatever you think is fair. I will be yeah. happy to root for you. Mm-hmm.
1: Be Sky- down at the base. <laughs>
0: I did skydiving once. That's enough. I don't need yeah. to fly through the trees. I don't need to bungee jump off of something. I'll get on a roller
1: coaster I love a I'm roller coaster. I'm fully strapped in. I love a roller that coaster. That sounds great. I'm going fast through Shift the air. Shake me around,
0: flip me around, but all Put of them it.
1: shoulder straps and, on me. And,
0: but I don't need yeah. to jump off of a thing with a... Nope. No. No. Nah, yeah. Nope. Yep. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'll raft. I'll paddle. Yeah. I'll do all that stuff. But... Happy birthday. Thank you. Weight limits. That's what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for going into the month of August? Um, uh, I thought in was two about days, to jump
1: straight to Thanksgiving. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's um, yeah. it's the first weekend in August this coming weekend, which means oh. it'll be a Your Life the Musical.
1: That's right August second. Uh, check that out. Um, You've been well, a part of
0: that lineup for a couple years now. a Monthly show at the over three years arcade coming comedy up on theater. theater. Here. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, but we're about to take a hiatus after September. Okay. So catch us in August and September. Because we won't be back until mid 2020, possibly. Uh, So watch those. I also, early August, I'm going up to Jamestown, New York. Nice. Uh, For Lucy Fest, I'm going to be hosting a music comedy stage for that comedy festival. Nice. So I'll do a little bit of time, but then bring up a bunch of hilarious other performers.
0: Play some guitar.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: Lucy Fest in Jamestown, New York, this August. August
1: tenth or
0: something, I believe. Home of the uh, Comedy Hall of Fame, or Comedy—maybe right. uh, exactly. not Hall of Fame, but Comedy History Center.
1: Yes, Comedy Center, something. Yes, I don't Google know if it's a it.
0: Hall of Fame, but we were talking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so I was on the jump.
1: Yeah, that'll now be the if weekend. There was I'm a zip Comedy lining. Hall of Fame. Would you have to then go through the albums of every comedian? Industry? Yeah,
0: I would do that project, of course. I would all love right. to go back and listen to like all the you great get All the Bob records.
1: Newhart albums.
0: I've done the Button Up Mind. I've done a few of the Bob Newhart records. Oh, I've done a lot of Steve Martin stuff. Um, that's when albums were albums. That's when albums were. I've done some Red Fox records. I've done some prior DVDs. I don't know if I've
1: listened to a ton of prior stuff. It's probably the same material. Yeah, same, I mean, same with the Carlins. Some of them
0: are Carlins, yeah, too. Um, I mean, is there who would you put in the Hall of Fame that you don't think the average person would? Or who's your personal Mount Rushmore?
1: Um, well, we we gotta set like a.
0: I guess that's fair.
1: Uh, so, because again, like rock and roll has really broadened out. It's like, are we talking all time comedians? Are we talking stand ups? Are we talking a certain year span? Because like, I'm just gonna jump straight to like the Marx Brothers and the Three Stooges, <laughs> which does not fit in our genre okay, so of Richard about, Pryor and George. How Carter. about
0: this? You need to pick a stand up, an actor, Good boy, a. Media personality, oh.
1: like a talk show host type. Yeah, like a, like a talk Maria show.
0: Menounos type. Yeah, if you pick Maria Menounos as your comedy Hall of Fame, I, I was thinking like a Letterman or a Carson or a Conan, I guess. Someone in that Yeah,
1: or Mario Lopez. Or Mario Lopez from Extra. Yeah, who yeah. works with Maria Menounos? Oh, don't you dare bring that back. That. How long were we singing that theme song to each other for? Like
0: oh, before shows constantly. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, just get that stuck in your head before shows. God damn! It. Uh, Facebook on this day told me that um, the day, not the day that we're recording this, but tomorrow, mm-hmm. we did a uh, our maybe our first because it didn't have the name listed Lodge show. So a, a oh, duo wow. that we did together, possibly our first duo. Mm-hmm.
1: I've still got that deck of cards. <laughs>
0: Oh, the Lodge, that's where we did thick accents from Minnesota, Merrick and Tomas, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we played
1: cards. Oh, do we remember our wives' names?
0: Oh, Becky? I, oh, I don't know. Only because Becky and Merrick are, uh, Merrick An was actual, a roommate of people. mine in college, and Becky was the girl he dated yeah. back in college. Yeah. So I I, I don't remember knew Tomas. the trajectory. I don't know to- your character, Tomas' wife.
1: Yeah. I remember we didn't have as solid of a relationship Margie? as you and Becky. Yeah, Margie. Margie and the kids. <laughs> Margie and the kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Oh, yeah, Let's yeah. Not Thank goodness we <laughs> we go back in the archives and listen oh. to that.
0: 46 minutes into a one hour podcast. I mean, what could we possibly get to in the last little bit of this?
1: Uh. No. Oh, yeah. Wait. Before we got <laughs> off on yeah, the up? lodge, uh, we were talking about something important. Were we? no by
0: that what What happens when we die
1: oh yeah that was it all the way back it was very very important the ultimate question yeah yeah big black void of nothing
0: you (laughs) think so i know (laughs) it's all gonna end oh my god
1: seems about right
0: oh it's a dark dark way to live i hope that we come back as birds and we get to sing yeah that would be nice and maybe i I would have played the saxophone a little better as a bird
1: if, yeah, if you could go back and do it all again, if that's what it was. I don't think I would. You, were, you groundhogged your entire life again. It's not like one day. You have to do it all over again. Yeah, you're do, but you're doing that for eternity. You, you think you pick a life where you're good at saxophone. You pick a life where you... No,
0: I pick a life where I, I know how to play five songs on the piano at a party. <laughs> I don't need to know how to play saxophone. It's not as usable... Uh, at a party yeah, It's it it's helpful in a
1: band You'll get hired wow. For way more with piano
0: But I would rather Be able to break out Five fun party songs Because yeah. I'm singing along now I'm getting people involved I'm still the performer Number one Saxophone You gotta be in the back
1: Yeah number one Heart and soul Always great at a party People love singing along A little
0: bit of heart and soul
1: No I was like, Heart and, and soul, soul. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, we're gonna mash up. That's our mash (laughs) up.
0: I wish I could whistle. How do you teach a man how to whistle?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe you can't. Yeah, it's the it's the inhale is kind of easier to start with. So you got to do pursed lips, little open shape. Tickles. Uh, do like one concentrated stream of air like imagine it's like a rigatoni noodle or something second in a noodle yeah probably a little wider shape not a spaghetti noodle
0: (laughs) (laughs) nope not gonna Uh, happen today folks we'll keep working on it okay all right
1: i have more tips and tricks but you do yeah but this as a horn player uh, those are different but related Okay, I've very developed lip <laughs> muscles Garrett
0: <laughs> Maybe if I had shaved I think it's the tickly hairs I'm not used to having a beard like you
1: You t- you tickle yourself with your beard?
0: Yeah if I, if I <laughs> try to blow too much air Or inhale uh, too much air
1: Yeah the wind whistling through your mustache the, Just a wispy up. little
0: mustache mm-hmm. In the summertime breeze 2019 We are coming up on our five year Anniversary mm-hmm. this year Hard to believe. That's true. Not so many Augusts ago. Uh this episode comes out right at the end of July. Um so yeah, maybe three or four weeks after this episode comes out will be our five year anniversary.
1: Yeah. Were well, you gonna I think that's paper?
0: I uh, no, the one year is the paper oh, anniversary. Uh
1: um, we're not at metal yet. I know we, you're not gonna get me any jewelry.
0: I know tin is ten. Um I wasn't gonna get you jewelry, believe it or not.
1: Well, What if it's like a hemp necklace? Is that the five-year puka shell?
0: According to traditions, the five-year is a gemstone sapphire, typically.
1: Okay. So, yeah, you'll
0: get me jewelry. Daisies, the traditional flower. Maybe you'll get some daisies from me. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then buried inside of that, a gemstone, a sapphire, please.
0: Yeah, we'll get some sapphires. (laughs) Some baby blues you want to do a my top 10 i haven't done one of these in for a, oh, yeah. for a long time i like to do these with improvisers where i make them open the official it's nice he's working my top 10 book to
1: whatever page they'd like with and the official pen i like finding these around town
0: isn't it nice to see the garrett title of it's nice these working pens it's nice to see the
1: pens are working it's
0: nice they uh, they've uh, been disseminated around uh, obviously, the Strip District, home of the Beer Hive, where I host Trivia every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Has a lot of them. And, of course, our good friends at Driftwood Oven, the official pizza sponsor of our program. Go down, say hi to my friends, Justin Vetter, Neil Blazon, and their incredible staff. They've got a bread share where you can pick up a loaf every Wednesday or Thursday. It's 45 bucks. You get six weeks of delicious Tasty, hot loaves, and Neil picks them out each week. He makes you a different one, so you're not getting that standard sourdough that they always have. You get a variety. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. You get to switch it up. That is the official pizza sponsor of It's Nice to See He's Working, our good friends, Driftwood Oven. Kevin has an official My Top Ten list. He's uh-huh. ready to attack. That's what right. are we teaming up on today, We buddy? are
1: teaming up on My Top Ten, things to do when I skip work or school. Oh, things to do yeah. when I skip work or school. I like. I I was late in life that I got in on the hooky game. I think it was like in undergrad. I didn't do too much hooky. I did a little bit of hooky in high school but uh, I enjoy playing a little hooky from time to time.
0: Sure. My high school did a good job of preventing us from playing hooky because they had a program where you could exempt exams if Mm. you had perfect attendance or less than five absences. So it went up each semester, too. So it was one class your freshman year, but by the time you were a second semester senior, if you had perfect attendance, you could exempt all your exams. Oh, yeah. So I got looped the they long conned me but i was at least able to just say i don't have to take exams oh yeah so i get that i finally d- get I'm that definitely skip day. by college time though um, i am uh, i will say i slept through a few classes i dipped uh, dipped early mm-hmm. a time or two definitely. if i was
1: gonna sleep i would just go to the class and sleep in the class yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't yeah. know why that was a point of pride for me i was like i put it in the effort to come here now I watch know. me sleep how big were your classes at jmu uh, it depended. Like there were a couple like giant lecture, you know, the gen ed classes could sure. get to be like a hundred some, right. but I had That's a lot of like 20 to 30 still sleeping. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Front row. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's <laughs> funny. Okay. Uh, so if you were going to play hooky, what, what's number one thing that you would want to do?
1: Number one, is this
0: a Ferris Buh- or Do you want to start was- at 10 and work our way up?
1: Oh yeah, well, let's maybe start at ten. I feel like number one is just the full Ferris, like all of those things in one day:
0: art museum, baseball <laughs> game with the Cubs, uh-huh. uh, steal a
1: car, steal your wreck a car, friend's car, have emotional uh, realizations,
0: per, pretend to be the sausage king of Chicago, Abe Froman. That's right. Get, a, get seated at a uh-huh. dinner, make
1: uh, some lunch. prank calls,
0: hide from your dad in a uh, cab, sing go, at a parade,
1: go swimming, sing the Beatles out in the streets. Mm. Yeah, so number one is full Ferris Bueller's Ferris Bueller. Bueller's Day off. All right. You know. That's it. Number That's one That's the gold standard. Now that kind of <laughs> limits us of do we just break down those activities to fill out the rest of the ten or do Ooh, we have to think outside the box? The rest
0: of them, sure. Um no, I think we have to think outside the box a little bit here.
1: Yeah. Say bottom of the barrel is what I actually did on like high school hooky days, which was just like go to a fast food restaurant, either like a Krispy Kreme donut factory.
0: Sure, we were a steak and a, shake town uh, yeah. for late nights, or a Starbucks that was twenty four hours back then. Mm. Uh, they didn't have Waffle Houses until after I was an adult. Okay. But
1: Waffle House,
0: we had them further away. You could go.
1: Yeah, but. that's you got to be down south, baby.
0: Yeah, I think playing hooky uh, and getting a bite to eat, bite pretty good life to
1: eat. All right.
0: Uh, when I was a kid, my mom, one day a school year, would come and get you and mm. take you out. And so I remember one year where we went to the zoo.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I think
0: the zoo's a fun... We went and got McDonald's breakfast and then went to the zoo for the afternoon. I'm going to
1: put that at number seven. I like it. Zoo. It's,
0: a, it's a good pick. Uh, Favorite zoo animal?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, got to be those manatees. <laughs> People, thing. we're not caring enough about the manatees. They're crucial to these reef ecosystems.
0: I like another water animal, sort of water, sort of land, a
1: hippopotamus. Oh, it's water horse. It's the always.
0: water horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not to be confused with The War Horse, the film by Steven Spielberg, famed director
1: of Star Wars. Okay, so go see nope. a movie. You skip school, you see a daytime matinee. I would,
0: like, pull a Don Draper. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
1: You leave work, you go to the cinema. Yeah, I'm going to put Cinema at number three.
0: Absolutely. I think it's a great pick. When you Uh, get to the movie and it's still light out afterwards, mm -hmm. you've had a nice day in the doors.
1: I'm going to go down to number nine. I'm going to put another real-life hooky thing, which is just just watching The Price is Right.
0: Hanging out, faking sick. I like it. The the Price is Right. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Pre-Price is Right, I'd watch The View.
1: Yeah. Oh, I watched so much Regis and Kathy. Oh, rosie i would watch rosie just
0: and kathy were great i remember watching
1: rosie uh, not
0: a big maury guy but sometimes
1: it was i think when that was uh, when in the to, block with jerry springer and he um, used to
0: hypnotize people i liked that i don't know about the you're not the fathers as much as everybody else does you
1: really yeah montel i would do some montel yeah. um
0: daytime tv up until the soaps came on was great
1: yeah okay
0: (laughs) um i think if you're gonna play hooky you want to binge a tv show you want to go all out you don't want to go anywhere you just want to overdo a Mm. season you want to finish breaking bad yeah i'm gonna
1: put that right (laughs) down next to prices right yeah it's a different tv experience it's
0: similar but to binge a television program spend you're like listen i got six episodes left yeah I'm skipping work
1: Yeah, this is an active media choice versus a passive. Let's see what daytime television is like. Right.
0: Uh, This is a, this show's so good, I got to find out what happens.
1: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to put amusement park. Oh, sure. If you can get, like, if you can somehow wangle it where you get, like, a weekday amusement park trip when no one else does. Head to Kennywood with no lines? Oh, my
0: goodness. That's a good day.
1: Yeah, it's sliding in at number four.
0: I like it. What do we have below four still available?
1: Uh, five and six. We got a
0: five and a six.
1: And we got a two. And two is still. Oh, up. We're really hyping up two. <laughs> Two's got to be great. Two is. It's got to be better than a roller coaster and sitting alone at a movie theater. <laughs> but yeah, five and six. Auditions
0: for your favorite reality game show. Oh, and you yeah. gotta go to the open call mm-hmm. because it's the only chance the producers are gonna see you and book you to go on and real world, Ellen, whatever road
1: trip. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jane Lynch's make Hollywood, Hollywood voice game night. this
1: time, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so just yeah, pursuing your side hustle.
0: Yeah, chasing that real dream. Yeah, yeah. Chasing
1: dreams go. is how I'll phrase that.
0: Oh no! I really hoped that was good enough to beat roller
1: coaster. I don't nope, know. No, living I out your dreams does not beat roller coaster.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I got anything better than a roller coaster. Oh no! I think I we just eating a nice sandwich. Think we fucked ourselves real good. Real good. I'm yeah. real nervous here. As this chair sweats on me, um,
1: I think maybe doubling down on the dirty deeds, like your casino, <laughs> I like yeah. gambling, gambling. Okay, I was horse say, races, horse. Yeah, that'd be fun. I was gonna say like sneaking into some place like you're both skipping school and like sneaking into the old fort that's been barred up <laughs> since the civil war see if there's ghosts in there at noon i don't know if on a ghost. tuesday a
0: daytime cemetery <laughs> adventure
1: no that doesn't beat uh, I don't know, chasing I guess, your dreams i don't know if that's better than chasing your dreams okay so my casino casino yeah um,
0: yeah some sort of a a gambling adventure all right where the- we go that's 2 or
1: 6 Six. Six.
0: I think two has to be great. So let's go through the top ten. Let's start Letterman style. And uh, work our way up, and let's see if we can think of two on the way.
1: Ace, hit me with that drum roll. Because remember
0: this: um, not every time that Dave did it were all of them the best. Later, sometimes uh, two could be a dud.
1: That's true. You got to bury it in there. That's right.
0: Let's see how this list sounds. Uh, Starting at ten. These are the uh, official. It's nice as he's working. Top ten
1: things to do when I skip work or school. Number ten: get a bite to eat. Hey, number one. Oh, sorry. Oh my god! Fuck those other eight. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I read it like a normal person reads a page. I started at the top left and was going to read down. Do them all. Okay. Sorry. Number nine. Fake sick and watch The Price is Right slash daytime television. Like it. I like it. Number eight. Binge a specific TV show. Gotta watch Mad Men season four. Uh huh. Number seven. Go to the zoo. Great choice. Number six, gamble. (laughs) A sin, but okay. (laughs) Number five, audition slash chase your dreams. Got to be done sometimes. Hustle, baby. (laughs) Believe in yourself. Number four,
0: amusement park. Great way to spend an afternoon by yourself or with a friend. Lines are short.
1: Number three, the cinema.
0: Who doesn't like a movie, especially when you could be, what? The alternative is working.
1: All right, and that brings us to number... To fun in the sun? Go to the beach. Beach. Beach or boardwalk? Beach. I'm going to go. Down at the boardwalk. 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 Do you know that guy died in a motorcycle accident? And (laughs) all those times when they were just repeating boardwalk was temp track that they were going to come in and fill in with different lyrics. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He died in a motorcycle. Tragic, tragic story behind under the boardwalk.
0: Oh, my God. I did not know. I did not know.
1: Uh, well the kind of things you learn. That's a fun fact. That's <laughs> fun fun fact. <laughs> fun
0: fun until her daddy takes a t
1: bird away. Yep, 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 yep. Those guys, nothing bad happened to the Beach Boys though, so
0: Well, they didn't sign um a young singer named
1: <clears throat> Mr Manson.
0: Charlie Manson. <laughs> yeah. And they could have had a few more hits. That's a fun fact. That is a fact. Uh once upon a time in Hollywood, that's about that, I think. That's coming out soon, yep. Tarantino's tenth right film. Yeah, and Scorsese's film, The Irishman, coming to, of course, Netflix here this fall. What are you most excited about in entertainment oh, through the back end of, of the earplugs. year? <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we excited about? Oh, no. Title mom. It's nice to see he's working. Enters the month of August with a smile on our face and 170 episodes in our registry. You can go back and listen to any of the ones that Kevin's been on. Mm-hmm. I will, of course, list them all
1: now. We've, we've 70. Oh, number, number one, two. number three,
0: number four, number six, number seven, what was number eight, five? number nine, number 12, number 15 and 100. Boom. There might be a few others. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what uh, do you have to plug? Me, well, Yeah,
0: today is the 30th of July, episode 170 of Garrett Teitelbaum. It's nice to see uh, he's working. Kevin O'Brien is the guest.
1: Yes, I already mentioned the Your Life, the Musical shows uh, at Arcade Comedy Theater, first Fridays of August and September. That's
0: also, this Friday.
1: Yeah, you can also go to Facebook.com slash Your Life, the Musical, I believe is the page.
0: Ooh, okay, the next one is September the 6th, and that's my birthday. Can mm-hmm. you do it about me? Can we plant me in the audience and you do the musical about me even though we're telling everyone we're going to do it here at the end of this podcast? Yes, (laughs) but that's kind of... It would be
1: easier to (laughs) arrange that if we weren't tipping our hats now.
0: Oh, and I mean I won't be there.
1: Oh, great. Uh, Then we won't do it. We wear a wig? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, I'll just wear a wig.
1: Okay, great. Oh, so your name is Tarrant Geitelbaum, huh? Mm -hmm. And you want to be a... A canned-up (laughs) Stamedian? Interesting, interesting. I'm
0: a (laughs) canned-up Stamedian.
1: That must be tough. This must be tough.
0: What a birthday gift that would be. No, I decided I wanted to, uh, for my birthday weekend, host a three-on-three basketball tournament for any friends... And family and comedians here in town where I would do uh, play-by-play color commentary over a PA system nice. and uh, have a rotating uh, co-host and uh, make my friends play sports in front of me for my own entertainment. Oh boy.
1: Um, I'll be the water boy.
0: <laughs> Kevin will be there for water. It'll probably be September 7th. So, don't be late. It's a month away. The first, what should we name our basketball? Rockin' Jock, uh, Goofy Gus, Phi Slamma Jamma. The basketball, uh, f- uh-huh. first annual title bomb uh, championship basketball Jones tournament. Uh,
1: the R-N-J-G-G <laughs> uh. B-A-F-R-G-A-T-T-R-I-G-G-M-P-N-R-L-B-B.
0: Three on three. Do you think people should have a sub? I guess you can have a four-person team on a three on three tournament. That way we don't have too many teams. This seems like after the mic stuff. We don't have to tell you about my birthday. <laughs> I know. We're,
1: giving, we're tipping all the great secrets. Okay. Well,
0: I won't be at the sub. We're in...
1: July we're Let's in July ahead of ourselves yeah okay then I won't plug I have stuff in October probably well you can I plug it plug sub- no I, People I, listen I don't listen to these dates. for months that's true that's true uh, well then you can find me on various things uh, cat pen follow Kevin for a cat pen pal he'll uh, write you go to facebook.com slash miniature table
0: oh an incredible duo they were on episode 100 Michelle Riches Kevin O'Brien it's a musical improv duo you will laugh Till your heart's content,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. That's and then. Fair, just go to various improv theaters. You should be seeing I'll shows. Be Kevin's
0: going to be there, and if he's not in the show, he's probably in the booth and, I'll and
1: do deep, uh, heady discussions about the creation of character work that will make me seem like a real uptight uh, theater prick.
0: Favorite character of all time, Pee Wee Herman.
1: Oh yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> you can you? find me at dropping bombs b a u m s on Instagram or Twitter, and at Garrett teitelbaum, it's nice to see he's working. that's the podcast, that's the Facebook page. that's the pen. It is available every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Laughable, and hopefully by the time you're hearing this on Spotify. Please go in there to your preferred provider and rate and review the show. There's no way it wouldn't take you more than 10 seconds, even if you don't know how it works. I bet if you clicked around for just literally 10 seconds, maybe you'd figure it out but it doesn't matter if you don't. (laughs) It's just so so hot up here. We have over 5,000 monthly subscribers in our podcast, and it's incredible that you are tuning in each and every week for 170 weeks. When Kevin left me and went on to the greater pastures, the numbers really shot up after I left. They they didn't go down. I'll say that. <laughs> much.
1: They definitely didn't go down. People bailed without Kevin there to chuckle three times an episode. I
0: thought that they would be gone long ago. Oh, the Kev heads bailed. The Kev heads were everywhere. They wrote. Uh, it definitely uh, was in a few reviews over the years. Uh, they said, "We miss Kev. Bring him back." He's always been nicer than you, <laughs> and I said that's true. Uh, I'm not always nice, but I'm fair. And yeah. I think that's you came the most hard important.
1: Today, but it was fair. Hard
0: hitting journalism, but we're fair. Oh yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have uh, expected the jokes uh, to all be at my expense. But I'm tough. I can
1: handle it. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, any final words or advice as the train heads away, and we run to catch it.
1: Uh, you can catch me uh, in whatever city this train stops at. I'll be performing there.
0: We'll be busking, and you have what? heard real music when you've heard us busk, uh, even if I can't whistle or play the saxophone.
1: You wiggle that air.
0: Yeah, just wiggle that air. It's really neat.
1: You have been listening to Unplanned Comedy Pods, a podcast collection.